Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I am your host, Albert Destrada, alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. Guys, we are back today. We have our interim co-host back. I was having a little bit of separation anxiety without Brandon. This is the farthest apart we've been since I was on Survivor. It was a little weird. We had two lovely ladies on the program last episode, Brandon. But honestly, buddy, with all, you know, it's, I, I got to tell you, I, I missed you a little bit. Uh, it's good to be back, buddy. Uh, for those listeners who didn't know, I was out uh, actually overseas assisting uh, little puppies who have trouble barking, as well as kitty cats who may or may not have trouble uh, purring. So I got to tell you, I've been following you on the, ins- on the Instagram machine, Brandon, and you have been doing what we described on this program, which is firing out those thirst traps. Now, you're not showing your assets to the world you're not bare-chested well in a way i am in a way i am in a way you are but you're doing that listen your development company is killing it brandon's for those don't know brandon's uh nine to five day job is real estate development and these guys are building zillion dollar homes and he's posting these homes on the internet and i gotta tell you dude i'm aroused and i'm not into men like you must be getting a lot of like inundation of dms with these thirst traps you're posting yeah i mean uh, it's funny coming from uh, a guy that lives in a condo but uh these are some uh some larger houses we're doing lately uh definitely you guys are building some fucking like yeah. literally <laughs> cribs homes buddy don't give me the larger houses you're building like the homes that they open and like the fridge is full of just crystal bottles dude i just don't want to become the guy with like the super lifted truck where i'm like clearly compensating for something but yeah these are some big ass houses this is it's absurd dude. yeah i feel like steve aoki is gonna be calling you and be like steve i don't have time to fucking talk to you right now we're trying to be the uh, prestige worldwide of the uh, of the real estate world here at Stag Development, man. I just discovered one of the biggest seasons for meeting, dating stuff going on. Well, we're about to approach pumpkin spice latte season, so Ooh. I don't know. I don't really know what you're uh, love PSL. Yeah, yeah. Love what, are, PSL what are you talking stuff. about? I was talking about something that I recently discovered. Well, I guess I knew about it for a while, but I just discovered that people actually do this shit and that it has an effect. And I'm Brandon. I've never believed in this kind of stuff ever. But it was a little spooky. Okay. And I'm talking about Mercury being in retrograde. Yeah, you lost me. I'm, 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 you know, I'm supportive of all lifestyles, but I, I am heterosexual, so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it, you know, I always thought this kind of shit was kooky. I always thought this astrology, like, I always thought that one of the biggest red flags a girl could ever give you or showcase to you was being involved in astrology at all. And mm-hmm. I still think it's for the loons, yeah. for the loons of the tunes. Yeah. But that being said. I started doing a little bit of research because somebody was like, yeah, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm like, what does that even mean finally? It just turns out that like a bunch of things happen and it's like exes start reaching out to you and like people's like you're not supposed to sign contracts. Oh, wait, hold, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. My headphones almost fell off from uh, shaking my head so hard there. Al, sorry about that. Okay, buddy. I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy. Oh, it I know definitely it's a little bit crazy. out there, yeah, yeah. but I, I saw some of the, I saw some of the indicators that made it seem like it, dude, it's, this shit might be like kind of real. What are the indicators? Let's hear it. I'm telling you, I saw some things. I saw like fucking, you know, like I said, I had a couple exes reach out to me like random, like, hey, I've been thinking about, you know, I look at the date. I'm like, and somebody's like, yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm like, really, dude? Like, that's really what happened. But there's there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of validity to this fucking horseshit. So who knows? Maybe that could have been your chance. I'm I'm going to say there's I'm going to say there's a little bit of a coincidence. How about that? Coincidence, you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't buy any of that. You don't buy it. I, I feel like girls might use it. And again, what whatever not uh not being sexist here but 
to me, astrology tends to be a little bit more for the ladies here. And uh, maybe women use it as a little bit of an excuse. Like it, it's a it's a, a causism of like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And a lot of people are reaching out to their exes. Girls are like, huh, interesting. Maybe I should reach out to my so ex. So as you're building these huge houses. Oh, we're going back to the houses. Gotcha. No, as you're building these, these building empires. Empires. You didn't feel like there was any change. Nothing weird happened. Nobody fucking came out to you. Well, we did. Uh, my contractor did mention, uh, shout out to uh, to Mike. That uh, we were going to have to support the east walls a little bit more because Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> so that's, that's retrograde. I can't even say it. That's him. That's him being smart. As you build these residences. And we well, got to be prepared for anything. Hurricanes, thunderstorms, lightning, Mercury being in retrograde. But no, listen, you're, you're building these, the, the, the residences, by the way, mm-hmm. which is to me, that's, that's a crazy term, by the way, when, when you get to a residence. Because mm-hmm. I feel like as you're coming up in the game, there's always, you, you start with like, all right, I got my spot. Like, hey, where are we meeting? Like, come to my spot, right? And then you're like, I got a place. Like, let's go back to my place. And then you're like, when you become an adult, it's like, it's our home. Like, we're building a home together. The last level is the residence. Like, if you're going to somebody's, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's residence, that motherfucker's got a lot of cash. That's what I'm saying. There's no, like, this is the whatever residence, and it's a one-one apartment. Mm -hmm. It's the fucking residence means they, they have a large penis home. So where are you at, Brandon? Are you at the point now where... I'm at a lot of points, but specifically what? Oh, there's so many points. So many. Are you at the point now where are, if a girl is slightly more interested in you because you're doing this big boy development shit, do you take that as a, like a, a feather in your cap that you're doing something right? Or are you questioning her motives because are you like, hey, now she just... Now this chick might just want me because of my fat cash. Is it like, do you question them or do you, how do you take it? I definitely go with the, uh, the question, the motives. Cause I like to try to make, uh, finding a life partner as hard as possible for myself. Oh yeah. So yeah. So anything that I can do to, uh, take an act from a girl and make it suspicious. Like that's really what I like to try to do to self-sabotage. Cause I'm just like <laughs> looking for the girl who is the quality that requires me to be successful but without knowing that I'm successful, even though I'm successful. Right. Yeah. So it's the ultimate trap. Yeah. It's, it's all garbage. This is why we're always, always sabotaging. Yourself. Yeah. No, can't, I'm just, can't believe I'm single. I'm picturing like some real estate, good looking girl showing up to one of these properties to look at something. And by the way, good looking is like a, like a loose term here. Cause you don't really know, like in this COVID age, I imagine these girls are still showing up wearing like the masks, right? They're no, like, no, 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 no. Nobody's wearing masks. Okay. So nobody's wearing masks. Masks are gone now. Okay. Which is interesting. Cause I felt like we were like, going through a period before where we were getting we were getting mask fished we were getting we were getting suddenly all the hot girls disappeared which is basically how weird is that right yeah because they all stopped wearing masks me me too girls probably fucking upset of what i look like yeah 75 percent of their faces were covered and we're Mm -hmm. like wow this person's probably legit yeah they're like that girl has some hot eyes you know what i feel bad about is because i'm constantly around the like service industry I always, I kind of feel bad for like the servers who might've been getting better tips as like a waitress or waiter that's because brutal. their faces yeah. were hidden. And now I'm like, oh, that's your entire face. And I feel like if I don't tip as well, they might take it personally. Is that, is that weird? Um, I feel like they're not making that correlation, but it's absolutely hysterical on my side. Like on your side, you're just like, damn, that whole princess Jasmine thing was doing it with the covered face. But now that. You know, they're just like, oh, COVID's over, so I'm not getting the tips. It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird time of living in, buddy. So I, I was just curious because I think that's our constant struggle as a man is you want to attain a little bit more success and you want to like develop yourself as an entity, but then you always end up questioning their motives, which is, it's, it's, it's our, it's our nonstop 24-7 conundrum. 
I think appreciation is the big thing that we're always striving for. We want somebody that appreciates what we're doing, but doesn't need it. It's not a prerequisite. It's a bonus, right? Right. That's what we're going for. And it's crazy that I feel like a lot of people have been more outspoken about how much money they kind of want their partner to have than like I've ever experienced. Like, I, I guess I remember growing up, like it being like a big thing of like, oh, he makes six figures. But now it's just like outspoken about like they want the lavish lifestyle it's it's all the bullshit like influencer stuff of like constantly flying to Tulum and here and there and like this like illusion lifestyle and people want it. People are just like, that's what I want. And they point to it. Would you be comfortable if a girl made more money than you and you were engaging in a romantic relationship? Would you be okay with that? Totally fine with it. You're fine with that? Totally it doesn't make you feel threatened or like you're not enough of a guy or you're not the provider or shit. Yeah. Without sounding like an asshole, it's nice to be in the position where you're the provider. Sure. It, it absolutely is. But I'm not like, I, d- I don't need those like old school domestic intangibles. Like I really don't. So if it's like, I, I really look at it as a, a cool, like relatable thing. Cause if it's somebody making that kind of money and having that kind of success, we're going to have a lot of things to talk about. Cause we're both kind of in that upper echelon financial success world. So, I mean, I kind of look at it as a positive, but yeah, I mean, you lose a little bit of quote dominance. Anyway, you'd like to trash me about this subject. Oh, yeah. Like you're just, all right. so, you know, I think we all have like our own opinion of how it is, but then the other person might know better. What do you think is how I feel about y- this? You can't possibly be with a girl that makes more money than you because you need it to really? be so clear that you're providing the money because you can provide almost nothing else. It's just trash. Almost nothing almost else. Almost nothing else. You're like, Yikes. you're like, I can put on my own shoes and brush oh, my I own teeth. Helpless. I'm very helpless. You have such a short haircut specifically because you wouldn't be able to figure out how to do your hair. Yep. Yeah. And you're just like, honey, I need you to do everything else, but I will financially take care of everything. I feel I like I provide a social uh, p- bonuses. You know, I'm funny. I'm good at parties. I'm good with strangers. Sure. But you could be like out and be like good with strangers and partying. But like if the FPL d- bill doesn't get paid, like you're partying in the dark, right? Like yeah, you need that, somebody that, to take care of that. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I can't do that. part. So you need somebody to take care of those uh, other little items. And you're like, I'm here to provide money for things that you don't want to do that money can buy do you think you become more insufferable the more money you make down here i think i'm just slowly becoming more insufferable regardless of money i can see that yeah yeah, you've definitely become a little bit more insufferable for sure yeah without a doubt um i i think that it makes me a little bit less insufferable you're less on edge about little things you used to worry about a lot of little things in my my experience you've always been a little panic because i don't have that much panic i didn't know where my next dollar was coming from some of our best times brandon we ever had when we didn't have two nickels to rub together it's not even close those were the best times. i think when you don't have anything and for our, our younger listeners like coming up now like you know i'm in my mid to late 30s brandon just turned 30 don't be discouraged if you're not financially successful in your 20s in your even early to mid 30s like I think everyone works even, you know, even in your forties, I think everyone works at a different timeline. And I think that you learn a lot from not having that surplus of cash for a decent chunk of your life. I mean, I remember times where, dude, you would look at me and be like, what are you doing, man? Cause you knew that I had to eat 29 cent hamburgers on Tuesdays at McDonald's and 39 cent cheeseburgers on Thursdays. And I literally survived on like a $10 a day food budget because I was so fucking broke. Oh dude. I remember both of us being broke and it was like a constant like month to month battle of who had like the extra $75 to their name. I, I remember leaving for, uh, leaving for the Northeast and you being like, it'll be okay. I have a 10 piece in the fridge. Like <laughs> I just need that to last me till Monday. Yeah. And I gave you like my last hundred dollars and maybe it was, maybe it's a little bit of good karma. Cause you ended up, uh, Having a pretty successful uh, next couple weeks there. I think I got lucky and won like some fucking poker tournament oh, or yeah. some shit. I don't even know. But 
it's it's crazy the shit you come up with. I think when you don't have any money, I think some of my Gotta best get so creative. Gotta oh, get some so creative. Dude, I never forget I had to, I dated a girl in my early twenties who was like, Hey, I just want to go see a movie. And I swear, Brandon, I literally did the math and I was like, if we go to the movie theater tonight, I'm it's gonna cost me about fifteen percent of my net worth. Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not kidding. I was like, uh, tickets plus a popcorn. Dude, I used a- to have to I used to have to fake it and I figured out that if I I could rent movies and buy like public, you know, boxed popcorn and movie candy. And if you return the movie within like 12 hours, it was free. So I used to go like get three movie options and then race to public. So I wouldn't get charged for it. Think about what drinking at a bar used to be and what it is now. Like now I think you and I actively avoid places that are too packed back then we would hunt the deals to find places. I remember the first time we went to a place that had like unlimited drinks to a certain hour and you just couldn't believe it. It's hysterical because I was just telling somebody about that the other day, like experimenting with how much I needed to drink before I went out to like have a buzz last me through half the night while I was out. It's like, okay, I need to start drinking an hour before and I need to mix four shots in there and I'm going to be really hammered, but then I'll be perfect within like two hours of getting there. But what what you're referring to is when I found out that place had cheap drinks and then ultimately led to me just vomiting all over myself because I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. They're like dollar drinks till midnight. So you walk. I was like. I, I had like, $20. I had $20. You walked up to the bar and said, uh, may I have 20 drinks? And, 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 and they know. gave me 20 drinks. And I looked like an idiot. Completely. It was probably the richest I've still ever felt to this day. <laughs> For $20. Without, without a doubt. I had 20 drinks and I only gave her, I think I had to come up with like another $2 from you for the tip because I only had that $20 on me and that I just felt like an absolute king. I vividly remember, Brandon, being in college, going to a bar in Delray Beach and just coming up with this idea out of nowhere where they had like a big container of ice by the bar where they would use to like make mixed drinks. And somehow I came up with this idea where I would find an empty beer bottle that was just left in the, in the bar. Right. And I went to the bathroom. I filled it up with water from the sink in the bathroom, snuck it into the container of ice, waited about 15, 10, 15 minutes. And then I would hand it to the bartender and I would say, Hey man, excuse me, dude. My girlfriend ordered me a Bud Light, but I wanted a Budweiser. And you would hold the bottle. It'd be full. It'd be cold and dripping. And you'd be like, no problem. Pop me open a new beer and hand it right back to me. It's literally the definition of like, people are like, imagine if you used your powers for good and not evil. Like, that's insane genius. Oh, yeah. Like, you should be able to like, figure out like some of the world hunger crisis, like without like breaking a sweat with that kind of know-how. And we just don't use it for anything like that. Brandon, what do you think the number of lifetime beers is that I've snuck in my pants into bars? Oh, man. Uh, two a night for six or seven years, going out at least twice a week. So I'm going to say uh, 2,500. 2,500. I'm going to say 2,500 beers. That used to be my go-to. My go-to was sneaking, sneaking the beers in the pants. That was an old mm-hmm. early 20s move. No matter how broke I got, I could never do that. The one time I tried it, instantly got caught and i think you had four beers in your pants and i got caught with like my one sneaking beers in the pants honestly uh you know it, i think it made me i think it made me appreciate um the pursuit of success and stuff like that and yeah i, I felt like it's important to cover this stuff because it's not like we've always you know had the ability to be successful and i think it makes you appreciate things and it taught me how to date many ways right it taught me how to date brandon when i had no money when i had some money when i've had a little bit more and I think it makes you be able to do, dude, some of my best dates I ever had, I had no money to my name, but I would come up with these creative shit where I'd be like, 
let's take this girl to like a drive-in movie theater and like do like this impromptu like picnic thing and do like this little thing and like some of those things where you don't you can't just show up and pay for like an expensive restaurant mean more to the girl and the girls like end up liking it i feel like they've caught on though i keep seeing stuff on instagram where like girls are like crushing mini golf and like back in the day mini golf was like eight bucks and this girl's like rolling her eyes she's like i don't have the heart to tell him this is like my 20th mini golf date this year yeah it reminds me because i used to know this guy who used to take a lot of girls to dave and buster's dates brandon does that sound familiar to you oh, at dude, all that was that was my number one go-to because it was like 40 dollars for the whole evening and i could take care of absolutely everything did they ever bust your chops on that? Did you ever go to those Dave and Buster's dates and like the employees like looked at you weird or recognized oh, yeah. you or gave oh, yeah. you some kind of indicator? Oh, for sure. This guy used to literally just like look over his shoulder at me, nod a couple times and then like kind of do like the uh, hand clap like signal towards me. And I used to just like put my head down in shame. Like this is all I can afford, man. Leave me alone. Hand clap signal. What do you mean? Like he was proud of you or he was like judging you? No, no, no. Like a little of both for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that running running through that like gauntlet has really made us the people we are today. We need to teach we need to teach like a, a broke college kids guide to dating, like how to like hack the system. You think that's still like a thing today? It has to be. Well, here here's what I actually think is really interesting. At least when we were going on these dates back then, Brandon, most of the time, most of the time, those girls that I think we were taking on dates were like we had had some kind of reasonable connection prior, right? We had met him at a bar, knew him through a friend, or like something. Because this was the pre-dating app days. But now I think like, dude, if I was an avid dating app dater, like that shit could fucking cost you a lot of money. Like, I'm not joking. Like, think about it. These people that I know that like are going on like three, four dates a week. Like the way that I date now in 2021, I date like a grown up. I like to take girls to dinner because I'm older. I'm, I'm more successful. I date differently now. First date for me now is around $350. Same. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what a date costs me now. And mm -hmm. I, if I was doing three or four dating app dates a week of that, like that's, that should start to add up a little bit. So I think there needs to be a little bit more of a throwback. And, and I'm not talking about bring the girl over for Netflix and chill. I think that's a fucking hacky move. I'm talking about, there's gotta be somewhere in the middle where you're making it, showing a little bit of an effort and displaying a little bit of like, you know, success in some way, but you're also not rolling out the red carpet every time. Yeah. My main thing is like, I feel like a lot of those Better options happen during the day. The non-expensive, uh, non-traditional dinner or just grab drinks things are like during the day, like go to a museum or something like that. But I just don't like the daytime vibe for a first date. You just gave me an idea. A good daytime date might be, let me bring you to Stag Development's new construction site, show this fucking infinity pool they're building and tell them how Lou Ferrigno used to live there. <laughs> the only problem with that is A, it would be very, very sweaty. B, it's a little dangerous, a little bit, little bit of a hard hat area oh, going on. The girls love that, though, buddy. Come on, they love that. And C, I think it only buys you like an hour. All my properties are really close together. I think it only buys you an hour. We'd have to go do something else. And now we're sweaty. Now we're sweaty. Now we're sweaty. Well, you do an outdoor thing after. Then you take them to the putt-putt. But I'm telling you, I don't like the daytime stuff. I don't feel like it sets, especially, okay, it depends, right? If you're meeting somebody on like a dating app and like the concept of romance is already like set, Versus like if it's somebody that you like kind of know already and like you're like, hey, want to hang out? It doesn't set that like immediate. I do like, think daytime dates are flat sometimes. Very flat. I Not, feel like you don't a, have the energy. It's weird. I feel like it's a good second or third date. I feel like the other ones need to be nighttime, a little bit more upbeat. Like again, like there's too many awkward. If we're going to look at a, uh, let's say I'm going to use museum as an example again, right? We're just going to like sit there and, and stare at something like it's not going to be super interactive, right? 
there's a lot of sitting and staring. Yeah, it's dry. It's a dry. It's a it's a little bit dry. I used to. So when I was younger, I would avoid dinner on a first date because I was like, what if there's too many awkward silences? I do like to challenge myself now. I'm like, you're going to fucking dominate this and you're going to be interesting and you're going to be funny through the whole thing. Like, go get it, Tiger. Oh, dinner. 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 Dinner dates are Diener. very simple, I think. I think it's simple. You comment. You know, I did a breakdown here for our friend uh, Jared Syke Lawrence and his company Modern Flirting recently where I did a breakdown on dating stuff. And I think there's a lot of really cool opportunities as, for a guy to kind of waltz through a date and just demonstrate some what I think are strong, confident, masculine qualities during a dinner date type setting. And then, but I also think you should transition to a second and third location after that date. I totally agree with you. You've probably gotten better at doing dinner dates as you've gotten a little bit more into food. I have taken girls out on dates that aren't into food and that shit ends up fucking bland. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, look, let's look at the wine. Let's look at the appetizers. Let's get a bunch. Let's go crazy. Let's try this. Are you into that? Oh, I've been meaning to try this place. I'm super into food. It's like an easy like start to the date. And if a girl's like, I'm really into like chicken, I'm like, check. Right. Like, yeah, like this is not going to go well. What sucks is I used to be a big chicken tender Bud Light crowd, but now I can't I, do it. Can't do it on a first step that game up a little bit. Yeah, you got to keep that hidden in the shadows. Guys, I just want to let you know for our listeners who've been with us for a little bit, we'll be giving you an update soon on our international businessman challenge. Austin, Texas has been selected as the location, and very soon we'll have an exact date when Brandon and myself will be embarking and we'll be trying to. Give you guys some updates. We might include some video. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking like early October, right? Early October. Looks like it might be the date. Um, so we'll, we will keep you updated on the latest with that. But that'll be it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for my fantastic interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. I am your host, Albert Destrada. And always remember, it's not polite to ask.